I don't, did you, I don't know, like, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JD. That's when I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> don't be an asshole today. changed it <laughs> look at you with your colored chalk that's fantastic that's Jen. and <laughs> here it is <laughs> All right, good. we're just waiting on nick i let him know awesome we're going to talk about new uh queer fall films oh oh yes yeah you know he's got his his finger on the pulse so yes he does yes he does <laughs> okay. Okay, here he comes. Here he comes. Big guy. Hey. Uh, almost Nick. Hey. 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 So great to see you and happy belated birthday, JD. Thank you. Thank you. You had a you had a a birthday uh, last week and we we were going to celebrate on air. <laughs> <laughs> that's we that, were, that's right. happening so that's good <laughs> <laughs> that's okay I, i'm still kind of celebrating i have a birthday dinner tonight after the show and last night we went to see a band joni my niece joni surprised me with a whole bunch of people there and i got up and sang with the band it was fun of course she did oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course. as long as i don't have to keep getting older with every birthday celebration that's fine. <laughs> no no just about the party we don't really add anything up Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So look, Nick, I've got this. I painted the wall. In I love it. Studio with chalkboard paint. And you're the second name to go up on the wall. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> I love it. I love the colors. And I love how jazzed you are about chalkboard paint. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like parents have been painting their children's wall with chalkboard paint for the last 15 years. And JD is like, that's chalkboard paint. I never knew ex it existed. I thought it was something new, like new technology. Right. That is absolutely fantastic. Okay, to be fair, I did not know about chalkboard paint. I only knew about chalk. Oh, see? Oh, man. And he's so, younger than I am. Exactly. I don't know why I know about it. I just felt like everybody did. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. It could be I have um, uh, on my ex-in-law side of things, a cousin um, who is so like on the pulse of everything for her kid. <laughs> everything so, kids. Like, yeah. Like, I, I, and she's always posting you know, pictures of his room when he was really little. She had it done like a New oh. York loft, you know, like she had the brick wallpaper and it was very industrial. And then it was all Spider-Man, you know, oh. so it changed to like red brick and Spider-Man, like, mo you know, and all this. And now it's got the chalkboard thing and it's like, <laughs> it's, uh, but he's very into music because his dad's in a band. So yeah, I guess I just, you know, know from that really. <laughs> Because you know, I, I you know, shit haven't been in a child's bedroom. 
you know, just want to clear that up right now. Um, I knew it was, I thought it was this great new invention and I'm so excited about that's it. Amazing. I know a lot of people do it like in, in, a, in a little portion of their kitchen so they can write like their grocery lists and, and, and mm -hmm. things like that, but um, you know, not, not, not. I only did an entire wall. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? You could have like, set lists up there and you know, right? stuff. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's, still, look how nice that looks back there. That's amazing. That's yeah, awesome. I love well it. done. I just want you guys to know that it's um October what eighth, ninth, eighth. It's the eighth. Yeah, eighth. Okay, and it was uh seventy six point five over here today. Wow, oh, I'm jealous. jealous. I'd, put air, I'd put that air conditioner on. <laughs> it did. It got a little warm, and Gemma was making it. First right. of all, yeah, right. I mean that's that's a beautiful temperature, you know, mm -hmm. when the sun is banging on your house. And I got a late birthday gift dropped off to me, which are special brownies, um, but they weren't quite finished. So the so the guy was like, just pop them in the oven for like twenty minutes and finish them off. And I was like, well, okay, so turn the <laughs> oven on for that, and then. Of course, now the house is heating up. Gemma decides to make lasagna. Ah. <laughs> so I'm watching That's the Bills cool. game. I'm watching football because it's actually it was actually here at Tottenham Stadium in London. The Bills, mm -hmm. you know, were playing against the Jaguars. So it was a normal time for me. I was so excited. Like I, it wasn't nine o'clock at night, you know, watching the 12 o'clock games or what, you know, the one o'clock games. It was like, I could put this on at two 30 and watch <laughs> like a normal human. Um, but yeah, it just, it started getting hotter and hotter and hotter. So I was like, you know what? Close everything up, put the air conditioner on, <laughs> put the AC on. And I was like, it's, it, it's the last day we'll get to do that. So, you know, yeah, usually I guess it's cooler there now because it's always so hot here. I was thinking, oh, that's nice and cool. <laughs> I know it's it's weird. Like all, all last week, I don't think it went above sixty seven, and then all of a sudden it started creeping up on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm like, oh, no, we're not doing this because right before <laughs> my cruise, right before my cruise, it was like eighty eight degrees. So I had to fly in that disgusting temperature oh right new york right. it was hot too new york it was 90 and humid no 90 the, the oh my smell God. of weed and piss <laughs> so heavy in the air not much different from each other anyway <laughs> i felt like i was right in london but you know like it's just weird because i i it didn't i just, it just didn't compute with me that it was you know legal in new york now so there are weed every third store is a weed store mm. and, you know when you're walking walking down a street and so yeah the weed was just rife in the air and then we kept thinking okay all right like we'll just deal with this because when we get on the boat we're going north and the temperatures are going to change and it's going to get right. cold and we're going to see leaves change no 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 <laughs> That we 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 kind of chugged alongside a hurricane for a while, <laughs> and it was pushing these humid temperatures up to Canada, like where we were going. Whoa. So, you know, Boston was was warm. Uh, Rhode Island was humid. 
I mean, I shouldn't say Boston was probably the nicest day we had because it was mm-hmm. a cloudy and it felt like about, I don't know, 75, 76. So that it wasn't that bad. But then, you know, and then we were fooled into thinking when we get to Halifax, you know, St. John's and Halifax and Maine, you know, it's going to be even colder. Maine got canceled completely. <laughs> so, oh, because of the hurricane? Because of the hurricane, the weather was so bad that like, I I think it was like one night they were showing um, a football game, a Bills game again on a big screen TV that was, when I say jumbo, it was like a jumbotron, but it was on the outside pool deck. So we're all sitting there and it starts raining like this kind of sheet oh. rain. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> had to go back to the room and watch it because they they couldn't even get the the satellite signal because I thought, well, I'll just go bang away on a couple machines in the casino. They'll have it on down there. No. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was brutal. And then um, yeah, when we get to Canada, <laughs> they're like, uh, we're not. It's not normally this humid on the tour. They're like, it's not normally this humid. You know, we're all crammed into a little tour a trolley, and mm-hmm. uh, the windows open this much, and everybody's like, oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we are as if it was their fault. You know, they're so nice in Canada. We're so <laughs> not normally like this. Sorry about Hold one second. I'll be right back. My tea is brewing. I'm gonna go, go bring ahead. it back. I, oh, I get that. You go ahead. <laughs> That's yeah, why no worries. So yeah, we get to Canada and it's humid and disgusting and rainy and you know, and then they canceled Halifax altogether. Oh, and they said, we're going to go back to New York. And they went like full throttle, like to be far enough away from this, this hurricane, you know? So we're going, now we're passing it in the other direction, you know? And, <laughs> oh and God. In New York for another day. And they're like, but you could stay on the boat, you know? Cause they didn't want people to have to go try and find hotels and stuff. Oh, oh, oh they, so you, we you could have stayed on the boat in, when you got to New York? Yeah. So oh. that's what they basically were saying. But you had to disembark and go through immigration and customs because we just got back from Canada. Oh, okay. And then get back on the boat. So that was like a half a day day of standing in line. Like it felt very Disney-ish with no reward (laughs) at the end, you know? And like three people passed out. Like it was just so strange. Like we were, I guess maybe like we were standing for a really long time. So like yeah. an old guy went down, like his back just collapsed and he went down. And then uh, I forget what the other one was. And then and then once we went through immigration, we had to go sit in this uh, terminal area because they were letting us back on in groups to yeah. not, you know, to not cause a bottleneck, you know, oh, yeah. tap in so they can account for all the, for all the people. And um I guess maybe just, you know, like the whole process. I don't know. And another guy ended up going down and this, this guy got wheeled out on a stretcher. So then we get back on the boat and that night at dinner, the captain's like, because the main thing is like, everybody wants to know when will we be out in international waters and the casino opens up. And I say everyone, I don't mean just me. I'm serious. Everyone wants to know that. So we're, we're at dinner and the captain makes this announcement that we're going to push off a little bit late because we're waiting for one passenger. (laughs) 
who did not get back on the phone. Oh, they did that. Yeah. And they, they, they even said her name. And then <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, like, we're going to get stuck in a hurricane. We're all going to be like, fucking Mary. You know, <laughs> like as we're jumping into lifeboats, right? Where's Mary? She's not getting a lifeboat. <laughs> it's like like the unsinkable Molly Brown in the Titanic. <laughs> you do so, not get a lifeboat, Mary. I was dying. We were all like cracking up. Like, wh- what could she be doing? Like, what kind of people is she traveling with that just <laughs> Mary and got back on the boat? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we were Maybe just- Maybe Mary's a loner. Maybe she was traveling alone. All these scenarios, all these scenarios. So we finally take off or whatever. And it, it was like 9.30 before we got out to international waters or whatever. And right, of course, connected to the casino was this speakeasy where you were allowed to smoke. There was only certain areas- the casino was very small. It was like literally like a conference room at a hotel size, you know, uh-huh. small, split down the middle by a bar and one side was smoking and one side wasn't, but there was also an exclusive speakeasy where you could mm-hmm. smoke. So I was making all my friends in there where all the cool kids were and the gossip every day was fantastic. Like every day, fantastic. Anything that happened on that boat, you heard about it in the speakeasy. So- <laughs> I'm, you know, uh, sitting in there counting my money and um, I hear this group over here, this group talking about Mary and I'm like, they know what happened to Mary. So I'm like, Hey, does anybody have a light? <laughs> Even though I had one like to get in on the conversation. And, uh, and they were like, Mary got hit by a car in St. John's and she was in the hospital. That's why she was late. Oh my that God. Is not- the outcome we wanted. Oh no, now you can't even be mad at Mary. You can't even be mad at Mary. And they had to leave her there and her friends, the reason they held everything up was so her friends could go get her her passport and her belongings packed because she was gonna have to be in the hospital like overnight or whatever. And we were like, we are not waiting for Mary overnight. So We left we left Mary in the good hands of a medical center in St. John's. In St. John's. St. <laughs> John's, Canada. And um it was just no fun making fun of of Mary after that. Like everybody was like just, you know. And I mean, honestly, there's like fifteen hundred people on the boat. No one fucking knew who Mary was, but it was just like a, a fun thing to latch on to there on that last day when when we were all heading back to stinky smelly new york <laughs> we needed we needed something to hold on to right uh, something to be mad at <laughs> something to be mad at something to be laughing at something to be upset about and then some outcome that you know we left mary behind but she's going to be okay kind of thing so it was a good it was a good ending but um yeah what a what a trip that was way to start fall you know right, right humid <laughs> disgusting temperatures not one leaf changing no no so god not even that nope (laughs) oh and then i got this uh ridiculous haircut that cost 250 dollars by a gay malaysian man named shimre wow Shimre. shimre 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 i allowed him to take this much off the bottom of my hair he was so excited that he forgot to cut anything off the top so, 
So I I was like, oh great, I'm home two weeks and I got a book in for a haircut on my local high street. So so she could finish, <laughs> finish the job Shimray started. But no, he was <laughs> he was super lovely. It was fun. You know, they would have these uh things too, like uh up in the um Adagio bar on uh, deck 17, there'll be an uh, LGBTQ meetup. Oh. <laughs> we missed it every time. Every um, time. And I'm like, I don't need a meetup. I can look at people and say, ah, ah, right. <laughs> with the golf shorts. <laughs> we did, we did, uh, we did go up once though, and there was only four people in there. And I'm like, there are a whole lot more queers on this boat <laughs> for this. So, but we, I mean, we still had a good time. We had a lot of laughs. Hazel didn't feel well the entire trip, and poor Gemma could not get a decent gluten free, dairy free, meat free vegan dinner anywhere <laughs> oh yeah so that was tough one uh, one day i think they just got like so fed up with trying to um create a meal with those restrictions that they just had gluten-free pasta and they poured coconut milk and cauliflower and oh my god oh. was that good what did that taste like did she like it oh <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was that part of it was was difficult for her. I mean, not me. I probably put on like 10, 12 pounds, but <laughs> they had a, a pizza place that was as good as the New York pizza that I got. And that was fantastic. But they had a pizza place where, you know, pretty much all day long until about 11 o'clock at night, you could just go get pizza anytime you wanted. Absolutely free. No room yeah. check nothing yeah. like it was fantastic and soft serve ice cream so I was like I'm good I'm totally fine. <laughs> if I didn't like what they were having in the dining room I was just like okay throw the napkin and <laughs> up to the pizza bar you know like it was great though I mean still there were there were so many uh, it was such good I can't stress this enough it was such good people watching <laughs> like I oh I can totally imagine that yes oh. For sure. Yeah. Every day there was just something to be like, <sighs> like it was just, it was crazy. Like we, we did have so many good laughs over that, but yeah, sad that we didn't get to do every single thing and hit every single port, but it is what it is. But yeah, that was how my fall kicked off. JD, yours kicked off with chalkboard paint and now Nick. Had I need to know how you're about yours. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> how did your well, fall? I gotta know how your fall is kicking off. Yeah, fall has been really great. Been really enjoying all of the changing temperatures. We're hoping that it gets a little bit cooler here in Denver, but probably we'll have to wait a little bit later in fall for that. But um I've mostly been working and gearing up for the Denver Film Festival that's going to be occurring first part of November. Got some Great. fun films to see for that. Oh, do you get to go? Like, are you a special guest? Because you kind of like review them, right? I, yeah, when um, freelance for the job that I'm doing now, I don't get that special press accreditation, but <laughs> I still get to enjoy the films just like anyone else. And are you, uh, so you're actually attending? They're not just sending you a box of burners, right? 
No, yeah, I'm actually attending. They have um, red carpet presentations and I all these different things. What are you going to wear? Okay, cool. you want a I red this carpet. fun, like, linen suit I'm going to wear. It's more summery, but, you know, it's the weather's still pretty warm. You'll brave here, it. So You'll brave it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to need pictures. I'm for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. There's so many great films. And, you know, talking about queer films, you know, the one that I'm most excited for, I don't know if either of you have heard of it, but it's um, the new film from the director, Andrew Haig, who is a British filmmaker. He directed um, 45 Years um, mm -hmm. that starred Charlotte Rampling in it. And he's done <laughs> some other British set films, but mm -hmm. um, he has this new film coming out with Andrew Scott, who I'm sure you both know of. Fleabag? The priest yeah, and priest. Yeah, Fleabag. Okay. Okay. And he's in it. And Paul Mescal, who I'm sure I know that you both know who Paul Yeah, I've Mescal. heard of him a lot. Yeah. He's who anyone is talking about, but they have a new movie coming out and it's this queer romance. It's supposed to be devastating and has wow. to do a lot with like grief and reconciling your relationship with your parents. Sounds super oh, heavy. Know, yes. heavy. Yeah. But super yeah, good. That's going to be a lot of emotions. Yes, <laughs> it is. A lot of emotions. Wow. Okay. So what's and the I name of that one again? All of Us Strangers. That's the name of the film. All of Us Strangers. Okay. So people are going to need to look out for that. Yeah. Where can we, you know where we can see it? Like, is it? It's probably it's making the festival rounds, right? Making the festival yeah. rounds now. It's at the fall festivals currently, um, but I think it has a release date in December for- um, Okay, so they already have distribution. Great, yeah. okay. Look for that. Okay. I know, but I'm so excited for it because the director is actually gonna be there. For oh, wow. The yeah, he's gonna be presenting the film. He's getting an award. He's gonna be in conversation, talking about it. So it's something I'm really looking forward to. You need to bring him some Yorkshire tea. Cool. Yorkshire tea. Bring him some Yorkshire tea. Um, and when you're in that audience, like just put it at the foot of the stage for him. <laughs> I love it. He will need I, it. He will need I, it if he's in the States. I'm sure. I'm sure. A nice little piece of home. I'll have like a nice little basket with tea to give him. Aww. I love, I love his film so much. He's a great filmmaker. So it's um That's great. That's exciting. Cool. Very cool. Very good. Are, so it, now your film festivals, are they a lot like, like I've, I've, I loved the out film festival in Miami, going to that all the time. And of course in LA and all that. So do you have like different nights? Like they have the feature night, they have short film night, they have, so is it that kind of thing? Will you go to all of it? You know, I'm trying to go to as many days as possible. It's not cheap, unfortunately, but mm -hmm. I'm trying to make it to as many showings as I can because they have so many different films they're showing. What I love about the Denver Film Festival is that, you know, they focus on Colorado-based filmmakers oh. as well as short films, international films, and a lot of the big films that are going to be playing at the end of this year. And so you get a really nice, versatile, like, um, collection of films that you can check out. Cool. That's really, really good. Are there ones that are like that are that you're excited about that have um, releases 
whether uh, streaming and in theaters? Ooh, um, you mean like what's out now currently? Hey, even now or coming, yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay, so I think one of the films that I'm really looking forward to that's out currently is Pedro Monavar, who's one of my favorite queer directors. Now him, I do, I love his stuff. So good, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love his use of color and everything. It's just, it's fantastic. Yeah. And he has this new short film that's coming out. It's a queer Western and it stars Ethan Hawke and Pedro Pascal as like ranchers wow. together. Wow. Yeah. So those are big names. Holy, yeah. yeah. Ethan Hawke is like having this resurgence, isn't he, with his daughter? Yeah, and I watched yeah. the, the the last of the movie stars. Was that it? Last of the movie stars with it was uh, I I I don't know how many they did, but I watched one with Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. Yeah, and that was so good. Um, Is it like a documentary type of thing. Like yeah, a and it's all done over Zoom, where he's talking to family members and uh, and I, they had big name people doing the voiceover work. You know, so like oh, they would show a clip and then it would be George Clooney doing Paul Newman talking about what it was like working on that film. So he was either oh. <laughs> reading from an autobiography or something like that. And they fitted it to the to the right places and scenes in different movies. So it was really interesting that way. Laura Linney did, I think, I want to say Joanne. Yeah, Joanne Woodward's voice. Um, then oh. it was it was really it was like six parts I think and it was on our Sky Arts channel which wow. still have and still love like all is good that like stars like, like one of those channels like where they have like do you get it's stars main, it's mainly like anything that has to do with movies film music and art so we just watched oh. uh, the portrait artist of the decade which was really good because they had like it's it's about a 10 year old series and they have the most amazing people sitting and portrait artists come in they have like a day to do their work or whatever and submit it and you get to watch the whole process for all eight of them and it's really really good so they had all the winners come back for the big portrait artist of the decade and the person sitting was judy dench oh wow can you imagine easel and waiting to see who it's gonna be and it's judy dench so wow how is judy dench what is she looking like these days she looked the same because she's pretty she never she doesn't really change no right she always looked a little older right yeah. but yeah now she's probably what close to 80 i think even i think older or I think older. She's yeah. got the cool haircut. And, you she know. does, right? The cool white hair, like a little elf, pixie. She had mm -hmm. nice makeup on and really cool scarf and everything. And, you know, some of the, the pictures were, I mean, every medium, there was like charcoal, there was pencil, there was, you know, acrylic, there was watercolor. There, I mean, there was just so many different, you know, and it's it was so interesting to see people's take mm -hmm. on what to capture. You know what I mean? Would it be the iconic hair? Would it be her eyes? Would right. it be her overbite? Would it be <laughs> like it was just so so interesting? And the guy ended up that who won did uh, the charcoal work, which was crazy because it took him. They only had four hours in this, 
this this time to do this and it took him like two and a half to pick the angle before he even started wow yeah we were like oh my god but yeah he pulled it out it was really really interesting so yeah i love that channel because if there's um and they have like stuff that's so old like i mean i was watching concert footage um that they had a whole documentary on live aid once Mm -hmm. that was absolutely fascinating like all the behind the scenes things that were going on and then they have um different concerts all the time like Fleetwood Mac and Boston like from the 70s you know and Queen and I mean it's just it's a great great channel and that's where I find all these weird niche things um Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that that I can actually talk about and feel like I uh, you know like like oh I'm gonna impress Nick when I tell him I saw this (laughs) (laughs) I love that because I still haven't seen The Last Movie Stars and it's it's available on Max here in the United States. So JD, if you ever want to check it out, that's where you can check it out. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I saw a movie, I think it was just from last year. Did I talk about the movie here once with you, Denise, called um, Spoiler Alert with uh, Jim Parsons? Parsons, Sheldon, Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Queer one, right? Yeah. Did yeah, you I see it was too sad. Like you were having a very heavy weekend. A heavy weekend. Like all know. these sad movies. And I'm like, fuck that, man. I didn't know. <laughs> basically about almost about the same thing about a young person getting cancer. And, you know, I didn't realize that. But um, it was, uh, if you ever want to catch, if you're in the mood for a sad movie, um, you know, what was nice about it? <laughs> Even though it was, and it was a true story. It's a true story. The, the people at the end, you see who the real person is. Um, and the guy that wrote the movie, it, that was his story with his with his husband. He ended up, it was his husband, but um, it was just their, their relationship from when they met. And they always did a thing that every Christmas, they did the Christmas card and they had 14 Christmases together. And it's just a whole thing about the dynamic of that relationship that made that movie so great. And Sally Field plays the mother. So I think it's worth a watch, Nick. Yeah, she did a great job in it. No Um, stretch for her, right? No stretch, right? I mean, and like- Got a gay son, so yeah. Oh, does she? Oh, I didn't know that. Well, in the beginning, like they don't know he's gay. And then, uh, you know, they find out and they're just fine about it. So he was so afraid of them finding out. But the scene where after he tells them, his parents, that he's sick and it was, you know, he was going to try to fight it. It was in the beginning of when he found out. Um, She just played that part so well about uh, now, you know, like she was, she said, oh, I didn't sleep all night. You know, she tells his he was his boyfriend at the time they weren't married yet jim parsons was the boyfriend and he thinks she's talking about the fact that she found out her son had cancer but but she really was but instead typical like sally feels like she starts going off on a rant about her friend who cheated in a race that they were doing for a marathon and she clearly cheated and I just don't think that's right and when you're facing something like that and you knew she was really talking about the sun it was just a great way she did it and you know it was like that scene you know magnolias when she was at the (laughs) and in the graveyard in the in the um oh god yeah yeah oh is that almost like that so yeah I think that's worth a watch if you haven't seen that one Nick it's fairly new 
gonna have to put I've, that on the list. I've seen it. I'm um I'm a huge fan of the the writer who wrote the the book and the film. Oh, and so you know about it? Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you all about it, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna let you talk about it, but um, yeah, I've seen it. And I love Sally Field so much. You know, mm -hmm. I'm still, I still can't believe she didn't get nominated for that scene in Steel Magnolias. It's just it's such an iconic scene. Yeah. 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 Love it. It was so good. But yeah, I'll she's see. great at everything. I think that's the problem too. When you have that many powerhouses in a film, they can't yeah. figure each other out, you know? Oh, God. Yeah, everybody had a good scene, you know? Everybody oh, had, God. they that's had every, true. speaking of that, and, and, just saying how Jay, you were saying that, the, and, and Nick, the guy that wrote this, it was about his husband, mm -hmm. um, and you know his his uh, journey. S Steel Magnolia is the writer that was about his sister. Oh, really? Wow. That. Robert, Robert Harling grew up in in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Oh, the whole thing. The whole wow. thing, and all those women were people that you know he knew from in town being in town so he was uh basically the like the julia roberts younger brother you know in wow. real life. oh one of the brothers yeah because she had two brothers yeah in yeah so um yeah it's it's pretty cool how they how they can you know take something so painful like that like losing your sister you know mm -hmm. and, um but finding the positive of how you know yeah. his mom had such a support system because his his dad really was kind of absent you right. know in that respect but you know right. how the women of the community kept right and and the mom uh and dad you know raised that that little boy with 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 the with the dad with the her dad um and what yeah, it was so cool like it was really interesting to know have you ever seen the stage version of that no mm. i went to see it in coconut grove theater in miami and um it all takes place in the beauty shop oh so okay. after you've seen the movie wow. and you know that this takes place outside and that takes place you know mm -hmm. at someone's house for christmas it all takes place in truvy's shop and everything is talked about or referenced but every line from the movie is still wow. every line it's it, unbelievable. it's unbelievable how that tra it was a play first and then they made it a movie but everybody saw the movie before they ever saw the play so it was right. really cool right. like backwards like that really cool but interesting. have you ever seen the uh lifetime version with the african-american actress yes. that's yeah. an, almost it so, was almost verbatim but not yeah. exactly the script but yeah i mean I it was the same that. story but uh queen latifah yeah, yeah yeah i saw the wonder years with the that was done with the black family you know wow. that and it was such a different take than mm -hmm. when it was kevin arnold and his family you know yeah. so much more going on for you know for them and uh, for a black family back then in the 70s mm -hmm. and you know um but it was really well done i can't believe they canceled it i was so hurt like i just finished season two i was like let's do this Season three, come on. No, just read it, got canceled. So yeah, so my favorites are- you have more movies to look forward to, Nick? More things coming out? Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of great stuff oh, coming out this year. I'm excited. 
I know. Thinking of like queer films that are coming out um, and other like big films that are coming out that are not super blockbusters. Queer. Yeah, big blockbusters. So um, I'm really looking forward to Killers of the Flower Moon by Martin Scorsese. That's going to be I, coming out this month. Yes, I saw little snippets on uh, threads or X or whatever the fuck that's called now. Um, yeah, like I, but I can't fully grasp what it's about. I just know that there's great faces in it. Yeah. Um, I haven't read too much into it because currently I like to be a little bit more surprised when I go into movies because I've noticed the more that I've been reading up on films, the less that it's had an impact on me. I feel like we've been so you're prepared. So So you're walking in fully prepared for the emotion that you're supposed to have. Right, 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 right. But what I do know about the film is that it focuses on an FBI investigation into um, a string of murders that are occurring on the Osage Nation reservation, their land. And um, it's really about their story and the warring people that are trying to take over their land and resources, the powerful um, Mm -hmm. And Robert De Niro is going to be playing one of those characters. And, you know, you've got Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Wow. And um, one of my favorite actors, her name is Lily Gladstone. She has a very big role in it and she's getting very good remarks for it. So definitely something to look forward to. Okay. That's good. Yeah. No. Like Osage County. Right. Do you remember the first movie that came out about that? About you know Terry Letts movie or? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that that's another August, movie based on a play. It's Osage County, right? Yeah. But weird is it like it's people write about it like they're. I mean, you had that that got a lot of accolades, like a lot of awards. Um, Julia Roberts was in that. Meryl Streep was oh horrible in that. I mean, like she played <laughs> such a horrible person. Um, yeah. Oh. oh, oh. She was so good in it, but um, again, a lot of big name faces in that. And it's like, I've never even heard of that place. And yet here you are talking about a movie, the, the other movie that was about it, you know, was an a, you know filled with all kinds of accolades and awards. It's like, Osage County, <laughs> why would anybody <laughs> write about it? Like, it's amazing to me. So that's, Oh God, maybe, I mean, who knows? It sounds like there's going to be more awards, you know? I mean, I'd be proud to live there just to walk around. So I'm from Osage County, you know? <laughs> you know. That's the name of that movie, right? Osage County, the name, the one that Meryl Streep is in and Julia Roberts, that's the name of the movie, isn't it? Or that's August, not? August Osage County. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Really good. Super good. So that's mm-hmm. that's mind-blowing that there's another one that'll be a big a big hit (laughs) yeah well you know that just it shows you know that so much of the united states land is just you know from so many indigenous people i know i'm very i want that really into um reservation dogs and i know season three is out so i'm just waiting for you guys to finish so we get it over here (laughs) <laughs> you know this is the last season so i'm really looking um looking forward to uh to the last season of that it's been just like revisiting my youth 
you know, like I just grew up, <laughs> literally grew up, you know, our high school was across the, like a, a, a two lane road from the Tuscarora Indian reservation. So oh. all of those kids like went to my school. So I, I knew, you know, no, so many, and they're just so active and keeping, it's so impressive really they're so active in keeping that culture alive you yeah. know and like yeah. the native american cultural society events they you know um are uh, have businesses where you know they're doing headdresses and dream catchers and you know authentic spiritual you know things that that have have meaning um and and keeping it alive and it's it's so great to see their kids are doing it you know, it's like, it's, it's inspiring. It's really, it's amazing, quite amazing. So yeah, it's, it is those rural indigenous parts, um, that pockets in the, in the Midwest that you don't really know about that. Cause that really is the whole premise for reser reservation dogs, you know, just bored kids and what they're into. Um, yeah, you know, it is, it's, it's true. And I loved, um, Alaska daily, another one that got canceled. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's uh seems to be a cool uh new trend, which is good for them because they need a spotlight on their communities. You know, like how many of their women go missing and nobody gives a shit? You know, yeah. you would never hear that, you know, about a, a white girl from a affluent part of, you know, a suburb, you know, would be in the headlines until until she was found. And yet these girls, they don't even get a byline in a newspaper. It's awful. It's really awful. But yeah, it's 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 a ripe topic right now. It is, yeah. You know, with so many of marginalized communities, that's that's what we see. Yeah. You know, just the these victims who, you know, are targeted because they're a part of those communities and the people who target them know that nobody will pay attention to it. So exactly. they think they can get away with it. It's so sad. It's so true. It's so sad. You know, it really is. It's just just an awful, it's an awful trend. You know, I hate, I just can't stand it. I hate seeing these things that are, you know, I hate seeing, you know, the Ukrainians going through what they're going through with, with the Russian bullies. I hate seeing what's now happening in Israel, you know, with the, with the Palestinian Hamas people, uh, you know, bombing them out. It's like, oh my God, how many wars have to go on, right. you know, for us to see that a, a lot of it is religion driven, you uh -huh. know, and, and if we don't, pay attention like that's that's going to happen you know in our countries too like you got these are lessons you know that leaders need to um take heed of it's it's really really becoming apparent and obvious now that this that religion is driving so much hate you know yeah. denise i have a question about um the uk because one of the biggest issues that i've seen um from what's been reported in the UK and in the United States with like one of the, like kind of like one of the wars that we're dealing with is dealing with um, anti-trans rhetoric. And I wanna know if that's what you've been seeing a lot over there. I have seen so much of it more, it's like at, at a fever pitch right now because of this last speech that Rishi Sunak made. Yeah. Did you catch any of that? Yeah, I read about it and I was just appalled. I was so appalled. And then everybody started piling on. Like they were agreeing with him, like other mm -hmm. PMs and, count, and uh, you know, like in MPs and stuff. And it was just, I think 
a lot of us, were, it, we, it was like a jaw drop moment because we'd only heard little driblets of things that were supposed to be happening and funding that was being ceased and, you know, thing, you know, things like that. And then all of a sudden it was right there in your face coming from the prime minister of the country and everybody just, it was like a pause, like a, like a collective gasp and it motivated so many groups, you know, and I follow so many charities and groups and, and, and things, you know, like that, like, um, uh, Jay, remember Katrina that we had on that did the LGBTQ coloring books and uh, yes, yes, language, you know, teach you how to use the right language to support your idea. Um, I just see like through all their their pages, like those the the people with with things that are in that realm, you know, of yeah. trying to push forward, push through, push through, basically. Um, I've just saw such an uptick on the motivation of people that are like now it's like really fueled their fires. There was like uh Suella Braverman is a, is an MP over here, I think, or somebody that has to do with politics <laughs> on the bad side um, was doing a speech somewhere <clears throat> and people just gathered and protested her event, her speech, everything. They were out there in full force. It was like, it was like the writer's strike, but it was like, I mean, like, you can't believe how fast pe people like, you know. On you. <laughs> wow, that was amazing. So yeah, I think, I think it's going to, it's going to have a lot of backlash. And I, again, I, I just think it's fueling, you know, our, um, our fight. It'll be I get frustrated with politics. I don't really get involved with it too much because I feel like it's very um, almost you feel so hopeless, like not hopeless, helpless. Like you can't really do that much about it. I mean, you can when it's time to vote, but yeah, that's your only, that's your power. Frustrating to watch any it of that. You know, it's like I'd rather watch <laughs> reality TV, which like is fine. Yeah. pleasure that's all yeah. yeah it's like why why should we continue to upset and anger ourselves when there's nothing we can do and that's no, that's what it feels like it. you gotta either look at it as like absolute comedy material or you know channel that rage into something productive you know yeah. it does make a difference and you know you always have that power in your back pocket when you walk up right. and, you know to vote that's your superpower but you know, on the everyday, like, oh, maybe I'll save some trees and not use paper plates this week. <laughs> like those little dumb things to me make me feel like I have some control, yeah. right? Change and stuff like that. So, you know, I used a paper plate today. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> with a with a volcanic Taco Bell burrito. So I, we've Ooh. got like ten minutes before. Before it explodes. Before it kicks in. That's funny. I, uh, I've been watching uh, uh, Frozen Life Below Zero. Have you guys ever watched that with the people that live in Alaska and the in the Yukon? And see, I see things for it. Yeah. Interesting. I, I just, it's been kind of interesting how those people just are so out of society. They're, they're just some right yeah. then there's a family that's alone and then there's a couple 
but and then there's just and then that this woman she just lives all alone and just you know they have to hunt for their dinner i mean it's that bad they have to look for water right although there, i don't that have that to yeah. <laughs> I for my dinner and i couldn't I, right i couldn't i can't like i don't know i can't do that but um Gemma would never be able to live in that because you have to be a meat eater and you have to kill the thing i couldn't do that they're collecting berries and eating leaves and, and <laughs> but there, not there are no berries <laughs> but there is something that is kind of you know really inviting about that life because you are so disconnected from everything else that's yeah, happening that was kind so of my that that was my point you know those kind of vacations like those those off the grid vacations where you just right. don't have a tv and you don't have wi-fi right like one of those is that force yourself to relax you know and not think Absolutely. about it but i would need that to be way longer than like two weeks like a two-week vacation because the first two <laughs> right. weeks would be me adjusting. Just adjusting, right? I know. And then, and then I would get into a rhythm of appreciating it, you know, the na the nature of it all and, and that kind of thing. But yeah, I I you know, I don't think I could do that in just one stage. It's certainly not luxury. Actually, one the woman that lives alone, she runs a camp, like if you want to go there and a little place. Like, uh, it's it's actually you could go there for one of those rugged vacations. It's a I don't think it's a fish camp, fishing camp, but it's a, just like, a place. I think it's hunting, like you could hunt, and it's certainly not luxury. It's not glamping at all. No, no. it never, <laughs> I said, is. It never on ends on TLC. <laughs> vacation, Sue would just put me on the next plane back, or just you know, push me on out to an iceberg or something. She would not want me there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the, I'm literally, I, during hurricanes, I was the first one that would get voted off the, the courtyard. You know, it was like, <laughs> like an episode of Survivor, like our little courtyard, like four, four of us faced it, right? So mm -hmm. during the hurricane, when you have no power, we would all kind of pool our resources. Mm -hmm. So we'd have our, you know, our candles out there and, um, wine you know pooling our alcohol <laughs> it's like alcohol. out there like just talking about everything like the like seriously everything but man i'll tell you what by like day five i'm like i can't do this anymore i, can't do this. I need a phone charger i'm so hot go to your mother's <laughs> we do not need you dragging this group down go to your mom's <laughs> where they have a generator and you can charge your phone it's not like you're, <laughs> like you're lost in the wild like go to your mother's where there's luxuries so yeah like i i don't think i would do well in that situation me either me either yeah i don't know how anyone could you know we, we've become so adjusted to in this modern, modern life yeah yeah like, how could I, anyone Terrible. And like these people that do it, they're like, "Oh, I wouldn't have it any, any other way. This is the only way to live." And like, you have to yeah, literally. Let's be honest, too, JD. Like those people that you're watching, nobody you're wants right. to sleep with them. Oh no, that's nobody funny. Wants to be friends with them. Like, <laughs> you should say that because the woman that runs the camp, that owns the camp, well, they never show you the people at the camp. I guess maybe they don't want it, that part. They're probably embarrassed. Yeah. I never see when Sue has clients there, but 
she lives alone and so she made her own bed right she had a mattress but she needed she couldn't sleep on the floor it was too cold so she had to make a like a frame and a headboard so she goes literally out to the trees to cut the trees down to start making herself the frame and everything and she goes well it's a little crooked well who who's it gonna bother no one slept with me in a decade so it doesn't matter <laughs> it's a little crooked no one's gonna care <laughs> you could see, you can see why when you see those ads you're just like i don't get why anybody would would do this I, like i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't nick take us home man tell us what else we got coming up and what we can look forward to yes so um i'm sure you've heard that there's going to be a hunger games prequel coming out this year that i've never been a huge fan of the whole franchise but i do like yeah i never yeah. watched did you yeah I, I grew up with that i love the hunger game so i'm really excited for it and viola davis is going to be in it and peter dinklage so oh you know, well no, yeah maybe power. excellent cool but i want to know which films have you two heard of because i'd love to give you some insight into anything that you've been looking forward to i have not been like i really can honestly say that i have not watched movie movies we watched what did we watch oh damn it i wish Gemma was down here i'm so bad at this it's just fucking <laughs> um death on the nile death on the nile because don french and jennifer saunders are in it oh. yeah <laughs> but you know what I find fascinating about these, because we watched the first one on the Orient Express, right? And you know, Agatha Christie novels here are national treasures, right? Um, what I find fascinating about it, first of all, is that Kenneth Branagh has attached himself to this franchise. And where, where Hercules Poirot could be, the character itself could be so cartoonish, you know? <laughs> He's made it so that he's not. I mean, he's directing these films, but he's also starring as that lead character in them. And, you know, there's times where you're like watching it and you're thinking something's going to happen here that you're just going to be like, oh my God, that would never happen. You know, you know what I mean? Or how did he even put <laughs> that out? But the whole time you're watching it and it is an actual mystery movie. And I love that about it. I'm yeah. sucked in, sucked in every time. What did you think of Death on the Nile? I loved it. I loved every character except for Army Army Hammer. But I, you know, I just feel like now that I know more things about him, I don't like him at all. And I can't I know. try to like yeah. him. But I, I like, can't watch Call Me By Your Name anymore. That's it. Like he ruined that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Christ. These people, honestly. Um but I I loved seeing Gal Gadot because I I will watch her in anything. I watched her in that horrible Netflix whatever spy movie. Yeah, <laughs> so I didn't check that out. But it's her. It's Wonder Woman. I got it. You got to watch. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I love Don French and Jennifer Saunders in it, and their characters were a, a fantastic. We sat down to start watching it, and the minute they came on, my wife turns to me and she goes, "Did you know?" That when they were casting this, they told um, Don French that she had to do an American accent. Her and Jennifer Saunders had to do American accents. Yeah. And about a day into it, the table read, they went back to Don French and said, you know what? You could be British. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then they, and she said Jennifer too, and they went, nope, she's going to be American. So I wonder if that's the American hard accent. Too, right? I wonder right? if that's hard to do the American accent for I them. Think like, they have to be mindful of their A's and their R's. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, to say their A's out of their nose, like hands, not hands. No, I have to notice that. Yeah. Like that's just, I mean, there's so many British people that do such good American parts, like Damian Lewis. When I watched mm. the first season of Homeland, oh my God, yeah. Amy to believe oh, was, right, right. Yeah, I know. Amy to believe he was British in any way, shape, or form. I couldn't. Uh, me either. Yeah. So, Kate Blanchett in a lot of her things. She. Owen. Yeah. Owen on Grey's Anatomy. He's right? Scottish. Right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot. And then I started watching some old shows now because um they're available for free <laughs> but i um started watching oh my god please come to me i can't believe i just froze rosewood that used to be on like the cw that's uh, interesting and all good people in that the girl the he's got like his sister's a lesbian so her and her partner work at his medical lab and i'm like where do we know these faces from and my wife just sat down for in two seconds went oh pen 15 and i'm like yeah yes the blonde i love pen 15 (laughs) she's the one of the lesbian that's the one the lesbian sister is going to marry and then the lesbian sister is on the upshaws and plays like a part on the upshaws and i'm just like geez like this is crazy that was back in like 2015 2016 it's that old and now like all these people have gone on to like so many other roles. I, I'm <laughs> loving it. So, oh, you little bitch. No. I thought I saw a cat. <laughs> it's like a ghost flying by. The only so new thing that I saw from Station 19's in it. Like, oh, the, is, that, is that the fire show, Station yeah. 19? Yeah. yeah, after Grey's, like the, they do the crossovers. So yeah, Andy, yeah. you had the lead in that. So I've been watching that. And like I said, we watched... Um, death on the Nile but like consistent like there just hasn't been anything I all of a sudden got into law and order organized crime because I didn't realize that the the captain was a lesbian the black girl was a lesbian so I'm all into that now um but yeah nothing like consistent this is like a weird off time you know for shows here like I I there's not we're in that High, that weird like everything of yours has to finish before we right. so well, I think about eating cake in bars have you seen that it's oh sitting well, sitting in bars with cake that's the name yeah. of it did I get that right have you heard of it I, I, I watched it, it. yeah I saw the that's in it that's the only reason I it even like caught my attention to want to watch it but she's got a very small almost like a cameo role but she's through the whole thing so it's not really a cameo but she just appears here and there she plays the boss um but it's it's good it's it's another sad one that was the other part of my crimea river that was it Sunday. i don't know what you were going through <laughs> I watched like, that. You <laughs> these That's two songwriters <laughs> and it's a true story and the girl that wrote it was the girl and one of the girls these two friends that um they the the sitting in bars with cake i think that's the name of it 
It bar. is. She makes the girls sit in the bar, bar. With cake to meet people. Yeah, because <laughs> she, she to meet people because she's very shy and she comes to do and the other girl is very outward and just like the life of the party. And she goes to the bar where her life of the party friend is um, singing karaoke and it's her birthday. And so she brings a cake because it's her birthday. And then she notices that when she serves the cake, everybody starts talking to her. So they decided that that was the way she was going to meet guys. And uh, and then and this is not giving it away. It ends up very early on into the movie. The girl that's the life of the party ends up having a brain tumor. This and is so, beaches, isn't it? It's it's beaches, but it actually is a true story. Yes. And so the girl actually. So anyway, if you want to watch it, I won't tell you anymore. But it's really good. And <laughs> uh, uh, God, but I did want to say one thing. If I know we got to take it out because your um, burrito is going to kick in <laughs> 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 about so, about the Hallmark movies because I'm a Hallmark movie person. So they had gotten a admit that ever. <laughs> Do you know, it's my little escape into the, you know, small town things that I sometimes, small town life that I sometimes want to believe is real, the simple, whatever. And I probably would hate if I actually lived in one of those small towns. But um, I don't know if you know, Nick, that they start, uh, uh, Hallmark started getting a lot of pressure from the LBGTQ plus community because they didn't have storylines with any, in any way, shape or form, let alone the leading people, the leading story people. So now they're starting to do that. And they're not really the lead characters, but I don't know what's coming out in 2023, but um, now they started sprinkling them in as this, like the sister with the gay girl, with the sister with the I girlfriend, yeah. sister. or the, believe it or not, they started with the men first. Usually you would think they'd ease people in with the women, right? And then, so um, anyway, my, here's my only thing that's bothering me about that. They're using the same Hallmark people. So like the Hallmark, um, actors that have been you know they, they reuse them recycle them in all the movies they, right? they pull them out of all my children yes it's the same type name of thing. and they just couple them up in different ways right but oh, some man. of those people really are gay in real life so now they're taking those people and they're putting in them into those storylines but i've seen them coupled up with the other usual Hallmark people, and it doesn't make it real for me anymore. So I can't escape. Stop. That makes sense, though. You know what? I mean, like, I, I have, I think it's great they're doing it, but get the new actors because now when I like to watch the old ones, now I know, well, that guy really doesn't like that girl. He, you know, he's gay. He likes the other guy. You know, like, I just didn't want that to happen because it's taken the realness away from my little fantasy away now because now I know, right? So mm -hmm. I think they should get new actors to do those storylines. That's I my think own. You should watch the. That makes sense. Nick? It makes sense. The first person I thought of when you said that was Luke McFarlane. Yeah, because he's been in so many. Yes. 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 Exactly. He's been in so many Hallmark movies, and now you know he's playing all of these gay roles, and now yeah. I don't know. Right? You can get <laughs> your holiday fix. 
you can get your holiday fix with authentic yeah. gay people and gay storylines on any streamer. Like not, single yeah, either way right. is like my right. favorite. Um, single all the way was with Michael Yuri. And I love that movie. Yeah, and Jennifer Coolidge. Coolidge. Yeah, yeah. And then my other one was the one with Dan Levy and and Kristen Stewart. Right, happy, happiest season. Happiest season. I'll yeah, have to find those. I have to yeah, find them. We, Nick, I wish you we you lived closer to her. <laughs> And punch I me know. in the face. I like can watch so 1989 many. 1989 to 1999. She just <laughs> like her aesthetic, personally, and her home. 2023, all the way. Modern, <laughs> progressive, but her up here. <laughs> she needs someone to just like. <laughs> no, that was a great time. You know, I will always say that. The best period of film for queer cinema was the 90s because that's when new queer cinema happened and it was the best period for queer film. So I I would stay in that. You might have seen Hedwig. Hedwig. Oh, I love Hedwig. In the theater then. That would have been great. Yeah. I might move you guys because I have to go get my power thing. I didn't realize. No, no, we're going to wrap up. We won't do that for you. (laughs) You're so good. We're gonna wrap up because my um, gonna pop me right out with that Hallmark reference. (laughs) Now my now my volcanic burrito really is knocking after that. (laughs) My stomach was like this when she talks about Hallmark and reality shows. (laughs) Luke McFarland thing exactly, Nick. Exactly. Not true though. I'm in something where he was playing. yeah, he was playing the boyfriend of a of a guy, and I was just like, he's really cute. Like, I can definitely see how straight women would have no idea that he was gay. You know, yeah, how yeah. do you ever watch Christmas Town again and believe he's in love with Nikki Deloche when you know that he's not in love with me? <laughs> I really thought that Cameron, uh, what's her, Candace Burr, Candace Cameron oh. Burr, I thought oh, that she would single handedly ruin like um hallmark and the and abc family and everything she gets involved with because every time she opens her mouth like something stupid towards the gay community comes out and everybody schools her on it and burns her left and right and she never learns i was disappointed in her yeah she is such a disappointment like i'll take jody sweeten any day oh yeah yeah and didn't she like create her own like Hallmark esque channel because yes. of that? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Trying, but I don't know if that. Succeeds. Now she doesn't have to do anything, you know, see it or play it or. Right. It or how, how great yeah. for her! Right. Yeah. How fantastic for <laughs> her, her her followers. That's it's, but that's I just really thought that she would end up ruining that genre, like yeah. Ruining, but nope, nope. No. Straight white people in their Chardonnay, straight white ladies in their Chardonnay are keeping it all alive and well. So yeah, that's just not happening, is it? <laughs> oh God. So listen, Nick, um, what I need from you yes. is uh, I want to do a show after the Denver Film Festival so you can tell us about everything that you saw. 
thoughts. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Second thing is I need for you uh, to find us a whole bunch of queer guests. Ooh, okay. I don't care. I I don't care what their project is. Like if it's a book, if it's a film, if it's a an event, a festival, a song, or whatever, I I I just feel like we need to celebrate the queer arts this fall. So I don't care what form it's in, but yeah, I think we're gonna spotlight all kinds of new projects. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I love that. Perfect. I would love to help you find some people. Yes. That'd be amazing. So keep in touch. Let me know how it goes. I am really excited for you. I love when a film festival rolls in the town, especially mm-hmm. a big gay one. It's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Really fun. I know. I think I, I think I missed the BFI, you know, LGBT month thing. I mean, but October is like everything month, isn't it? It's like coming it's out is in it, and Lesbian Day was just thing, and Halloween and mm-hmm. and uh, Black History Month, right? it's fluffernutter month everything there's like national black i could have been eating oh there was for the last week but no but no (laughs) so yeah i think if october is everything to all people um then we need to jump on board and uh, yeah spotlight everybody's stuff yes yeah good Good. Okay. It's a deal. It's a plan. Everybody stick your pinky up like pinky swear. Uh, <laughs> All right, you guys. Have a great uh, weekend. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, great to see you. Thank you so much. Why do you always run? Like, never stop chasing your dreams. <laughs> we drank way too much whiskey. Don't ask me why I'm here tonight. I had to take this midnight drive to find you. And as I come in through the door, I see her dancing on the floor beside you.
Thank you.